Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, Zoe, this is Bob and Kevin, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Kev, how are you this week? Awesome. Cold. How are you? Freezing, yes. It's 43 <laughs> degrees. A little bit irritable on the playground. I don't do too well with the cold myself. I am really like a little bitch when it comes to the cold, man. Like, to be honest... I have, I guess, I have really thin blood. Like I get cold even just sitting over there, like in my living room. Like if I'm watching TV, like if I get up from like being warm from like an hour of like entertainment. Yeah. Freezing. Well, just to clarify, you actually work with kids, so you're not just like hanging out on the playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just want to good, clarify. Yeah, that. I'm just not at playgrounds. Yeah. Bob's hanging out at the playground. <laughs> like, oh, it's really cold out here today, kids. Morning recess is only about 15 minutes, but recess at lunch is 30 minutes. And, like, Ooh. when it's, like, 24 degrees, 25 degrees, like, yeah. it w- as it will be in, like, a month or two, yep. I, I am just not good with it, man. <laughs> and this year, I like, uh, you know, I mean, I have a winter jacket, but I'm, I'm looking right now at buying a brand new one. I need to, I need to feel that warmth. Mm-hmm. And this jacket right here, what's well, over here somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't cut it no more, you know? But um, that's what's going on. Other thing... Uh, I don't know how to, do I apologize to people or do I just say thank you? Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, Pocket Dial is releasing a music video today on the internet. <laughs> people on the internet have, we, we did a little bit of a social experiment yeah. in the last couple of days where we were hitting up everybody on yeah. our Facebook Messenger. The thing about Facebook Messenger is you can hit mute, but a lot of people don't know how to hit mute. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine we were annoying as all hell, like just boom, 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 yeah. hitting people up. Yeah. But what we were doing was we were kind of like writing stuff as like a politician per se would. And uh, we were trying to rally together a collective consciousness of musicians and artists because on Facebook, you you can't have your message be spread unless people are liking, commenting or sharing on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's still like as we record this podcast, I'm yet to actually release the official uh, music video for Daymares. But, like, really what we want is people to, like, come together and, like, look, I'm going to like your stuff. I'm going to comment on your stuff. If you post a picture of you and your wife, you know, for 31 days, I'm going to like each and every one of them. Because I not only understand, like, that's how, like, it's unfortunate that that's the climate we're in today. The message will only be spread if somebody else shares it or if somebody reads it. And that's what this is all about with Pocket Dial is being able to explain to people, you know, like, we need your help. I'm prepared tonight to make a, conce- a, con- a concession, a concede. What am I trying to say here? You're conceding. I'm conceding defeat <laughs> tonight if it doesn't work. We need we need to have at least 15 shares. If we don't get 15 okay. shares, I will concede defeat. If we get 15 plus shares, Mickey's got the victory speech. But I, I I'm hoping that he there's a victory speech in there. But okay. we're going to continue to rally. We're no longer releasing music uh, through streaming services. We're no, no longer releasing MP3s, band camps, whatever. We're just making music videos. I decided that in the summertime. I was like, okay. I'm done with putting the music out there, spending so much time and energy. And, like, you know, when you're an artist, like, you create something, there's so much of your heart going into it. There's so much, like, you know, like, sort of like with the music video, I feel as if, why don't we just put it up there for everyone to see then? Because when you listen to it, it's become expendable. People don't want it, they don't care. But that's enough of Pocket Dial. Um, moving on, um, episode three, uh, Walking Dead. I mean, this is the, this is the first episode where I, like, I, I rated it eight out of ten. What'd you think? Yeah, <clears throat> I, uh, I thought it was really good. It's not just, uh, it's not just the battle overall between the, uh, you know, Alexandria, Hilltop, um, and, uh, Kingdom mm-hmm. versus the Saviors. It's, it's a lot of infighting, too, that we mm-hmm. start to see emerging from, uh, our our heroes, I'll just yeah. call them, right? Um, when I text you, right, we'll get to that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just you, you see uh, you see a lot of um, battle like between uh, a lot of infighting, right? A mm-hmm. lot of battle between the, the the people within the group. Um, so it's an overall battle, and then you have the mini battles within it too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things jumped out of me too. I love the uh, again that we got to see a, a bit more of uh, Morales from season one, yeah. uh, kind of tie back in Good and dialogue. have his whole. Yeah, his whole exchange with Rick, you know, about, uh, you know, I went from here to there, and apparently you went from here to there, and Mm -hmm. here we are, and, you know, just because I knew you a couple days when it first started doesn't mean, you know, I know you, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of shit has gone down Mm -hmm. since they first were together, you know, and it's so true, Um, and I love just the callback stuff, where he he refers to him, right, like, they didn't lose a beat, he's like, yeah, I guess Officer Friendly died, too, you know, refers to Rick uh, as he he did from season one, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
But, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of funny, too. I, 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 don't, I don't know if it was purposefully done or if it was just a coincidence. Who knows? But I was having my conversation with my wife about it last night that it's funny that his name was Morales, right? And there was a lot of uh, debate about morals in this episode, yeah. right? <clears throat> you have... Um, Is Morales in the comics? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think so, right? I don't think he I was. Remember, yeah. No, I don't think he was. Um, but I think he was... He was really the only one left from season one that we didn't know what happened to him. Yeah, and like, every other apparently character. his whole family's dead, right? Yeah, like he, yeah. The only one who made it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. They weren't um, going to Florida, as we They were going to Alabama. Week. They were going to Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it was somewhere south. Yeah, not, not too much further from where they were. Not, yeah, from, I mean, from Atlanta, that's... Right. From Atlanta, from uh, Georgia to Alabama wasn't isn't too far. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you have the battle uh, basically between... Um, you know Jesus and Morgan and, I know. and That's Tara I and, and Tara. Is your and, all uh, shit text back to me that bad? Because I saw it. Yeah, because I saw it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you yeah, knew, yeah. like I didn't give you any context, but like there's a fight no, no. between <laughs> Morgan and Jesus that I didn't see that coming. But I mean, when it was, it was unfolding, I was just like, oh man, like this is this is intense. Yeah, I mean, if you really break down the way that it shook out, it does kind of make sense because uh, Morgan is, we saw a glimpse of it last episode where he kind of went into this like autopilot mode and he just started mowing down saviors. And he was still in that same mindset when they when when Jesus kind of comes upon him in the woods after the you know because he just got egged on again by the same guy who killed uh, the kid. What's right? that dude's name? I don't, I don't even know. Jerk off savior is what I call yeah, him. He, how is he still alive? I, you know, like I don't know. Um, by the way, are they free? Like. Because during that battle sequence, I didn't see them hanging out watching it. No, I don't know if they got away or if they were uh, recaptured by uh, Tara. Because she yeah. showed back up and was like, hey, you know. But you didn't Morgan, see you those right. No, you're right. Yeah. We didn't see those other guys. Um, now, they, they, I would think they must have because the one dude that Morgan did shoot from afar was still on the ground dead. And the rest of yes. the crew was gone. And they were all daisy chained together. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is going to be extremely difficult running through the woods. Right. Daisy chain. <laughs> yeah. you got to worry about nine other yeah, guys. One, keep it one up. person makes a mistake, the whole thing just falls apart. Uh huh. Right? Which I is, mean, yeah, kind of what we saw. One guy falls and everybody falls like dominoes. But, um, you know, it, you kind of see the. the, the the battle coming between uh, Jesus and Morgan because it's it's such an uh, it's su- there's such subtext there throughout the entire mm-hmm. episode that there is this battle of uh, morality and humanity. Uh, do do we is it completely gone? Um, are we the same? Because that's what Morgan's point is. Like we do this and we're the same as the saviors. It doesn't matter. This is who we are now. Mm-hmm. We are the saviors. Also, we're just going to carry on and kill people. And Jesus is like, no, you know, we, we do have humanity still. We do have some morals and values still that we need to build on once this is done. Because from after war comes peace. We're going to have to live with these people after this is done. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how do, how we treat them in this moment is going to lay the foundation of how everything moves forward. And we saw that with Rick a lot in the beginning too, always weighing uh, these, you know, questions that came up and Shane was always in his ear like, no, you can't think you got to move forward. And Rick got mm-hmm. to a point too, where he was like, you know what? I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't take, take chances, chances anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't take chances anymore. But he's starting to. He's starting, he's starting to. to yeah. yeah, you know, you definitely saw Humanity's more of that. Back out. Yeah, you saw more of that this mm-hmm. la- last episode and this episode when he came upon Gracie last baby, episode yeah. in the crib, and then this episode when he saw Morales, where he was like talking with him, like, yeah, you know, uh, we lost people, and he goes through and you know mm-hmm. talks about Glenn being killed by Negan, and and then he kind of loses it, where he's like, "Are you Negan?" You know, and, and yeah. Morales like, "Yeah, I am. I guess I am." You know, and. You see him start to reason. He even warns Daryl, hey, wait. And Daryl's just like, Darryl, pop, pop, pops him pop right him. away. And was like, yeah, whatever. Bolts him. He's like, do you know who that was? He's like, yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he was. And then you see and it you again. See that Rick Grimes, like, that, that brow, like, when he's like. Yeah. When he. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that look, you know, you can't yeah. see me out there. In the, like in a dog, rug, like, but... a, like the dog just shit on the rug and you got that face. Like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, know. You know? Um, real, real quick, I just want to talk about Morales before he got popped off. I loved how he was, ref- he was like, you're that Rick? Mm-hmm. He's like, you, the widow, Rick, and then who else? The, the, the king. The king, mm-hmm. yeah. But I love the widow reference. Yeah. And I love how, like, he's like, Glenn was the wit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's I like, love- he, met, he married? He's married? Exactly. He's like, no, he yeah. got married after. He's like, what? That was cool, though. That he's was like, cool to hear their perspective as to, you know, because I think you mentioned it actually a couple of podcasts ago 
Rick is like seen by the saviors as you know a monster. You know, yeah. coming in, in the middle of the night, blowing people. You know, stabbing them. You know, mm-hmm. like. So it's 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 weird. You look at both sides of the fence, but I mean, Morales though definitely said Morales had some great dialogue. He should have checked his six though because that yeah. came out of nowhere for really, sure and just completely popped him off. Absolutely, I guess that's like one of the benefits of using a crossbow too. Is like you know nobody hears that nobody hears it coming. Oh, he's a ninja. But, you know, like when you like raise a gun on a TV show, you hear yeah. like that metal noise or whatever. Yeah, like, you hear you know? the click of it. But and then well, we see it also again at the end of the episode when um, there, there was the savior hiding behind the yeah. tree and Rick's like you know man's word. Yeah, we're gonna let you go. Man's word. It is what it is. You know, and then Daryl just like they get the info, and Daryl pops him off again, and Rick kind of looks at him again, like, "Dude, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Why'd like, you shit him? Why, why would you? Mm-hmm. Like, I was talking with him. Like, it happens in such a split second, but it's like, and Daryl's just like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, they did horrible things to us. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I think uh, I was talking to, again about the, at the end of the episode um, with a couple of my friends that I think I think the Saviors broke Daryl to some degree, not in the not with the intent that they had, which was to break him and bring him on their they side. They broke him in a sense that he will never find mercy when it comes to the saviors. They made him John Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Rocky. Yeah, I mean... He's ruthless now. He he still feels tremendous guilt for punching Negan and having yeah. getting Glenn killed. Um, and even though Maggie has kind of said, like, you know, you, I forgive you, it wasn't your fault. I think he still carries that guilt. Oh, he's going to carry that forever, yeah. Um... You know, and then hearing hearing it's Easy Street a million times, you yeah. know, just drove him mad eating dog food sandwiches, and you know, I think, uh, and then having to work now with the guy that. Well, know. I think I think it's true. I think he does have that like oh, I'm going to work with Dwight because he's given us intel. But once this is done, he's done. Yeah, once this is done, he's interesting done. too because yeah. you know there'll be that conflict of interest because it's coming on from all different sides now too. I mean. Jesus' motivations in the last two episodes, though, I mean, granted, his character's name's Jesus. You yeah. Know, like, regardless, but, like, I never really saw him... Pers- I knew he was, like, compassionate towards humanity and stuff like that, but, like, isn't this something that you would want to talk about before you go? Like, hey, like, what happens, yeah. if, what happens if, you know, you and I, like, go and we raid a compound and then we come across 20 people who are going to give up? What are we going to do? Right. You know? Are you going to be cool if I waste them all? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus never had that conversation. He never really, per se, spoke, you know? But well, like, it's, it's kind of funny too. They're, they everybody's kind of just like, we'll leave it to Maggie. Maggie will decide. Yeah, it's kind of being left up to her. And I don't know if that goes back to when they were preparing for the battle in episode one, and Rick says, "Well, when this is done, I'm going to follow yeah. you." So I don't know if they're like kind of just leaning towards Maggie is the end all be all. Yeah, they're just putting I, but it all. It on seems Maggie. to be all and put she's on pregnant, her, man. right? It seems not to, to be, not to say that a woman is pregnant can't, but I mean, like she's, she's got enough really shit on her plate. She's got enough shit yeah. on her plate. You know what I mean? Like she's got to take care of the kid. And, like, you know, I guess, like, you know, I get it. Like, she, she, the way she teaches is very, you know, Herschel, you know? Like, yeah. You know, like, so I get that, how they're gravitating towards her. Obviously, too, the people of the hilltop saw her pregnant, stop that herd from coming in the one night. Remember? Uh, mm-hmm. on the <laughs> Yeah. She's a, qu- she's a quick thinker, for yeah. sure. So, I mean, but that's, that's a whole other thing. But one thing that I forgot, at the beginning of the episode, one thing, that I, the only part of this episode that I did not care for and I'm not trying to come off as homophobic at all, and I mentioned this before. The scene between Ross and his boyfriend, and when his boyfriend's dying on the tree, mm. I did not buy it at all. And the other thing was, mm. like, he carries him away during this speech between the two. Mm-hmm. We decide to hear no gun. There's no gunfire in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the divorce stops. <laughs> so yeah. This dude, that guy is like, you know. But like, I was just like, oh, I mean, like, I think Ross McQuan is a great actor. I, I I don't like when The Walking Dead tries to push. Like I, I, like I want to feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And look, I, I cried during Brokeback Mountain. Okay, I, I definitely felt those characters. So mm-hmm. homophobia, throw that out the window if you're yeah. listening to this. But so whatever, characters, motivations, stuff like that. I get it. When he's crying at the end of the episode because his boyfriend's left the tree and he's become a walker, you know, I, I just, uh, I didn't feel it. You know, but mm-hmm. that was one gripe. And this episode, I felt it, it, it really, it's going, it's going, it's going, and it's moving so fast. You know, like three episodes in and we're still like it reminds me a lot of do you remember when um like the the, the herd was coming towards alexandria and it was like like a bunch of episodes like you know a time lapse of like all the people like you know like when the herd was coming towards and like, yeah and they're trying to corral the balloons. The horse, yeah. like i like when they do stuff like that yeah. when they, 
and you jump around and you show the different characters. Don't just give me Rick and Daryl, like you know. Yeah, so I I get your point. I mean, so I know that I didn't I haven't gotten that far in the comic, but I know that there was a change uh, from the comic to this to the show where. Um, Aaron and Eric's, um, or Eric's, excuse me, uh, death scene was a little bit different. I think in oh, the really? battle, yeah, in the battle of the saviors, Eric just, you know, dies. So he gets shot, he gets shot, and they actually gave him a different type of death for the show. Um, and I guess, again, it goes back to the them trying to show the humanity again in this episode that there's that moment between this couple that have been together. We, I, I don't know. They before I don't. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if they were together before yeah. this, the, before the outbreak or after the outbreak. But it, I think they just wanted to have that on-screen moment where, like, hey, this is a couple like that actually gets an opportunity to say goodbye to each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it did seem a little bit hokey given the setting for everything else. Um, but um, it, I think it was more of Aaron feeling guilt too. Um, that you know, Eric didn't want to fight in this war, but then Eric kind yeah. of got on the bandwagon and said, "All right, we are going to fight." And now he is shot with a you know a, with a bullet in his gut, who's, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to die. And Aaron's kind of having the moment yeah, with him. Doesn't like, it take like days to die from a bullet to the gut? Like, don't you, have you ever heard that before? Like, you, I, it takes like days to bleed out. I don't know if I've heard it because I've seen a lot of things, TV? or if it's yeah. true. Oh yeah, I've never heard it in real life. But I <laughs> right. heard movies, yeah. <laughs> Takes right. a couple days to bleed out. Right, like, <laughs> I, I always know. think about Reservoir Dogs and, exactly. and Tim yeah. Roth laying on the thing. He's like, yeah. fucking dying here. God, I love that movie. You know, um, I but, heard there's a Reservoir Dogs video game. Is there? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't play video games anymore. Like, I, yeah. I, I used to play quite a bit, but I, I, if there was a game I'd be interested in, I'd love that. I, yeah. Real quick tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah. You hear about Quentin's new movie? No. Like, so Quentin Tarantino has a new script. Uh, when he did The Hateful Eight, it got leaked on the internet, and he was about to pull the movie. He wasn't going to do it because, you know, when you finish a script, you shop it around the different actors, and you're like, hey, you want this. He's not doing that no more. What he's doing is really cool is that he is now only fielding interviews. Like, if you want to read the script, you have to come to us. So, hmm. say, for instance, he's not with Harvey no more, too. So, he's yeah. left the Weinstein group. Sure. So, now he's looking at Universal, Paramount. I think all of them except for Disney. Obviously, mm-hmm. Disney can't put out a Quentin Tarantino movie, but... Why not? They put out Star Wars. Well, I mean, how many F words? <laughs> how many times is it like they say an yeah. F word in the Hateful Eight? I guess. Um, regardless, sir, they're coming to him, which is cool. And apparently, the script is very similar to Pulp Fiction in style. He wants to have uh, DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in the movie um, okay. with Margot Robbie, mm. which would be interesting. You know, it's about the Sharon Tate murders. Oh. And it's about like that. You know, like kind of like Inglorious Bastards, where it's not the main focus, but the story dances around like you know, interpreting history and then. Like you know, hmm. historical fiction type manner. Interesting. So I yeah, I mean I love Quentin. I love his dialogue. I mean, can you imagine Quentin Tarantino directing an episode of The Walking Dead? Yes, I could. It could just be like one like one room with them talking. You know, what I mean like one episode. <laughs> yeah, of them it'd be talking. Ton- it'd be like a shit ton of dialogue. No, I mean I, I'm I'm a huge fan of Quentin's uh, same writing and directing. Um, you know, my favorite movie is has got to be hands down uh, True Romance, which yeah. he wrote but didn't wrote. direct. He actually sold that. Talking about Reservoir Dogs, he actually sold that so he could make uh, Reservoir Dogs. Back I, w- I wonder how different the film would have been if he actually did direct it. But I mean, the film's awesome. Yeah, you know, like a lot of people don't know about that film too. I talk about that a lot with people. Oh, like, what? I talked to somebody about Perfect movie. Strangers the other day, and like Baki Botakimus. I'm like, yeah. I'm like Bronson. Bronson Pin- Pinchot yeah, like, was he's amazing. Awesome in yeah. True Romance, and oh. like, and they're like, what? What's true romance? I'm like, it's one of the awesomest movies yeah, ever. It's one of the best movies ever. I mean, you don't even realize it's Gary Oldman in the. It must be White Boy Day. Yeah. He fucked up. Must have thought it was White Boy Day. Yeah. She. And what's the character's Patricia name? Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. Uh, she just kills it in that movie. Mm-hmm. You just fall in love with her, you know? Yeah. And like, Christian Slater's awesome. <clears throat> Christian Slater, Dennis Hopper, Tom Sizemore, Chris Penn. They, Chris they, Penn, Pat. They, rest they, in peace, too. They, Shame. Amount of talent that's in that movie is just blows me away. Anyway, we totally got sidetracked on that. It's good. Um, that's what we like here on the pop guest. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about before? We're talking about basically like you know the relationships between characters bringing humanity back into The Walking Dead and <clears throat> yeah, and and I think uh, I think that whole moment. I, I do think it was a little. It seemed like a little bit out of place 
mm-hmm. but also at the same time, it seemed like it was the right place for it to yeah, kind of pause, place, to yeah. kind of pause mm-hmm. and say, all right, in this battle, we still do have uh, our our humanity and love for for other people and relationships, and it is possible because even Morales talks says it to Rick too, like uh, you know he killed Glenn and he beat his head in front of his pregnant wife. And Morales is like, what? what? He wasn't married? He's like, yeah, he met her in this. It's yeah. like, I think it kind of goes back to, it echoes that with Aaron and uh, Eric as well. Like, they found point, love yeah. in the apocalypse, you know, and they were able mm-hmm. to carry on. And, and Eric kind of pushes Aaron back like, hey, listen, just leave me be. You know you need to go. You know you them. need to go fight. Yeah. They need you. Go ahead and do it. And uh, I watched The Talking Dead afterwards. And I guess that they were pretty heavily involved in, like, having that play out. And they talked about, like, um... You know, why don't we have him say like, you know, I do love you, and mm-hmm. he says I want to. I had a hunch, and it was like a callback to something that they had done in their previous relationship. So it was a total like, we didn't know that as viewers, but they, the characters mm-hmm. knew it together. Like it's a callback they to knew. our fifth date. They're like, yeah, I yeah, love he you. Was, like, yeah, he, I had a he hunch. Was around since uh, he was in that shed, right, with a broken ankle or something. Yeah, Eric's been on the show for a couple of seasons, but this is really the first time he's had I this know. much screen time. Like he's kind of been one of those characters where you don't you see him mm-hmm. in the background and you know his name, but you don't know much about him other than like he's that Aaron's one girl boyfriend. that died last week with the short hair. She was around for a long time. I never yeah. really knew her name. Yeah. How much do you think one of their autographs would cost if they were at a Walker Stalker <laughs> convention? Would that be like twenty bucks? You 10? Would think? Yeah, should be, <laughs> should be pretty low. I mean, I take it. I take that role. You sure. know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying about like you know the humanity and stuff like that. I just you know what I mean. I was just like, where's the gunfire? Yeah, I can't get into this dialogue. Where's the gunfire? You got. And plus, again, they're still shooting each other. Like they're still the Walking Dead too. Has got the worst gunplay ever. It's just like and like they're like right there in front of each other. But I mean, you know, if you watch, I guess like a film like. Sabotage or one of those films where, like, you know, the director really knows how to. Sometimes I guess it's hard to film like action pieces like that, you know. Like, well, I think in the time constraint they have too, they do true. like one episode in eight days, so it's it's a pretty tight time frame. Yeah, that is like, tight to pull off like an elaborate gun battle. Forty three like, minutes, forty four minutes, give mm-hmm. or take with the commercials, and seven days is a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think it's amazing the amount of costume prep that, that goes into the show, too. Like, it's not digital zombies that are walking around. Yeah, like, have real. you ever seen some really Practical. shitty zombie movies where, like, you can tell mm-hmm. it's fake, you know? Well, like, you the, can see it's digitized. In, uh, I Am Legend are all um, digital. Right, right. I wonder how much different... I love that film, but I wonder yeah. how much different it would be if they were real. Yeah. At or one at point, Johnny Depp are. was going to play, you know, the leader guy at the end, mm-hmm. like Will Smith, like yeah. his, you know, yeah. that was going to be Johnny Depp at one point. And yeah. then they scratched it and they're like, nah, nah, let's, let's go CGI, which is, what? Yeah. It's Same thing weird. with World War Z, too. Like, they're coming over the wall, like, they're uh-huh. all digital, but. Yeah, they're really fast enough. Practical effects, yeah, I mean, that's tough to do. How yeah, about, how about they, the king's speeches in the beginning? We shall not fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Carol's just sitting there like, this is. Awesome. I don't know what to say. It's just amazing. Now, she, he's kind of getting to the point. So my buddy Dan yeah. had a big problem last season with Negan and his delivery with like, it was always so much like emphasis and over the top with, yeah, I remember his, telling me with his speeches. And, and I kind of am starting to, I, I never, it never bothered me the way that Negan delivered his lines, but yeah. it bothered me. Okay. It's starting to bother me that like the king is just constant with the yeah. speeches. Mm-hmm. And, the pro- and it's like, all right, dude, we get it. But you know, and I guess the, their whole storyline was that, you know, we're going to be victorious. We're going to continuously be victorious throughout the entire battle. You know, we're going to, one battle's going to lead to the next one, the next one, the next one. Um, but then you see at the very end, they, they got ambushed when they got to, the, yeah. to Gavin's outpost. We have, our numbers shall not go right. untouched in the, in the last yeah. two minutes. Bop, 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 bop. Yep. Like, and they just and everyone's old. dying then. Yep. It was cool, though, how they all jumped on him, though. To protect the king, because like, they really do love him. I think it was Jerry that jumped on him, right? I don't think Jerry jumped on him. No. I think there was three other people, and you could see the blood shooting from yeah. their backs. They mm-hmm. all took it. They, they all took got a shot. Hit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think it was Jerry who got shot, though. Mm. Um, I love Jerry. Did you think about what Jerry's just jumping? Yeah. Jerry's going to cover the king. Jerry's he's big enough. Tough. It was three people that were jumping in to, to kind of save the Somebody, king. Somebody, yeah, probably all extras. Is Jerry go to the Walker Stalker things? Is he? Yeah, he was there. I got a picture of him. I don't have a picture with him. I have a picture of him. That's he was cool. his booth was right next to uh, Lenny like James. I, I I read something about him, or maybe I saw him on The Walking Dead once, where it was just basically like he um, he didn't really have anything going on for him besides before this, and now he's just like you know like thrown into the world. I think he was on the show as a worker. Like I think he oh, worked wow. on the show before. And they were like you're gonna be Jerry. That's great. I guess yeah, or maybe I don't know how that works out if they if they like made him audition or. or but I hear you with King Ezekiel's speeches because 
Yeah. As I mentioned before, my wife doesn't watch The Walking Dead, but this Sunday, um, she watched the first 10 minutes with me, and like, she's like, why is he talking that way? <laughs> and I was just like, ah, how do I explain this yeah. one? You know, like, well, it, people needed to be reassured of like their self-reliance, and uh-huh. he just was a theater actor. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound correct. But it's it's interesting because their whole approach, they they set up the scene in the beginning where they're like, yeah, we have, we, Carol's like, yeah, they have, the saviors have the numbers, but we have strategy. And they were able to flank around and, and massacre yeah. the saviors. And then at the very end of the episode, they get to the outpost Same and thing. they're the ones that are getting massacred by the savior. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, cyclical how that comes back around, you know, for their their plan. Mm-hmm. Their plan worked out for the saviors as well. They led them into a trap. And um, we'll get to the to Gregory, right, where he, uh, yeah, he, he leaks out that Legan already knew. Now, why would you ever take him back, though? Would you take him back? Hell no. He's such yeah. a punk ass uh, traitor. I learned my lesson. He's such a mouth. And then he's still say, talking. So he's, he chimes in about something where he's like, oh, I don't want that. When the prisoners come. Well, now he's on the other side of the fence. Yeah. Now he's got some bluster. Literally. He can, Literally he can actually, fence, you know, yeah. he can actually mm-hmm. say, well, they shouldn't be in here. They don't allow to be on it. We can't bring these savior POWs mm-hmm. in here. But he mentions that he went, yeah, he did. He was wrong. He was a shit. And he, like, you see him throwing everybody under the bus and he, mm-hmm. and he blames Cal. And Cal's yeah. like, dude, I'm like right he, here. I like, he pops his head yeah, up, he's yeah. like, dude, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, no, oh, he's like, yeah, you try to eat the little girl's pancakes. Like, I didn't eat her pancakes. Do we know anything about that? No, I think it was just okay, a reference cool, of how much a prick he is. Yeah, he like, he, he, would eat, he would eat a little girl's pancakes <laughs> in an apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and those pancakes probably take a long time to be, you know, oh, like sure. making the from sorghum. Yeah, sorghum. sure, it takes forever. But it just it goes back to the him mentioning that Negan already knew that everybody was coming. So. Uh, kind of tying into the the the. So wait, how did he the know Browning? That? Well, the Browning rifle got moved from the one outpost to Gavin's outpost the day before, and they what they were searching for. Mm-hmm. There definitely is a time jump. I don't know how much time has passed from when they first went to the sanctuary and attacked everybody, and Negan and Gabriel got trapped in the trailer together yeah. to where we are now in the show. It's three episodes later, but who knows how much time has actually elapsed. Maybe Negan broke Gabriel, and yeah, Gabriel gave him yeah. some intel. Like That's the only thing I could think of. Because I don't know who else would have been the mole to give up this information. I don't think yeah, Dwight's so a Negan double agent. knew they were coming then. He knew they were coming even before they got to the sanctuary steps, right? Yeah. So that means there would be nobody inside the sanctuary then. It was probably well, evacuated. Or is know. they, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so well, yeah. he knew that because Gregory told him. He knew that they were What's coming. What's a Browning there. gun, by the way? Is it like a like it's a it's kind of like uh, type gun? Uh, no, think about um, you know, like a huge machine gun that takes those really long bullets that oh, they would okay. put on like, mm-hmm. on, like the on the top of a, yeah. a truck. You know, kick ass gun. Okay, right. Like sense. you would see on the back of a truck when it's when it's right. You know, or like on top of a Humvee or something. You, you it's know, one of those guns. When Rick and uh, Daryl were looking for this gun, it kept, I kept thinking of Penhurst. In that building they were in, mm-hmm. it looked like a Penhurst building, you know, like even yeah. like the property outside. Yeah. Um, and it was the church, I think, that they went to. That was they, it? Yeah, because when they walked up, there was like a sign and there was lettering on the sign. They're so lucky. Like, yeah. I'm out. Okay, I'm going to shoot the fire extinguisher. Yeah. And these guys won't be able to yeah. tell with. And then we'll dump some dudes down this elevator shaft and it'll yeah. be cool and yeah. we'll get away. They really, they really make it look effortless, you know? Like mm-hmm. they just, they, they know how to kick ass in the apocalypse. Yeah. But yeah, the kid's voice too, and he's like, I, like I thought that the kid that was hiding during that scene that you talked about, yeah, I thought he was a teenager because if I was, I only saw it once, but I thought his voice cracked. Oh yeah, he was it very young. cracked, right? Sure. But when he stood up though, he looked older than it led on. I thought it was going to be a teenager. Yeah. Maybe if it was a teenager, it would have gave more, more depth to Daryl popping him off. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, when you're in war, you know what I mean? Like, how do you expect there not to be casualties? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and prisoners. Well, like, how you how you gonna take prisoners in this? This isn't this isn't the type of thing where you take prisoners and like you you know what I'm saying like you put them in a trailer. Like, well, it goes back to what you said before. You would think that they would have had a conversation about this prior to it. You know, exactly. all all you know, yeah, getting ready out to of battle. Jesus is like, I'm prepared to save. Yeah, you all. Like, okay, we got it. Your name's Jesus. But yeah, well, Jesus is like, well, we're gonna take the POW to the hilltop, and then hey, we have the two trailers in the back. Conveniently, we could just yeah. kind of put them in there, and that'd be the prison. Yeah. It's like he had it mapped out, but we're like, maybe you should have conveyed this to other mm-hmm. people within your party, so everybody was on the same page. And I think it might have been that everybody was just blinded with rage, and they just went out and were, yeah, we're going to go point. to war, you know, mm-hmm. and and forget about the consequences, forget about. 
you know, what we're going to do. Because I think some of them didn't believe that they were going to have prisoners, you know, yeah. or that anybody was going to surrender. It was just going to be a battle, and it was whoever side was going to stay standing, you know? So Morgan just, I mean, like, Morgan, so, yeah, so the whole thing goes down is when the prisoners are walking, uh, the walkers are falling down from the hill. Like, yeah. It's so weird. I love how these things happen on the show, and we just accept it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're having a conversation, and no one's checking... No one's checking the perimeter, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden, they start falling like down. Like rolling down the hill. But the Jesus, um, the Jesus Morgan fight scene, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be like that long. You know, yeah. it went on for maybe a commercial break. I think they came back to it. But Jesus, like he doesn't, he's not actually. I think he's using jujitsu. I'm not sure, like what, yeah, form, but. It, it seems to be that Jesus is stronger than Morgan, right? So like Morgan just kind of just gives up. But then Morgan does come back and, like, puts a stick at his neck, right? Yeah, yeah. And then kind of breaks out of his trance and is like, yeah, he's like, I can't be here. I'm wrong. You know, He like, did say something, right? right? Yeah, like, he's he, like, I shouldn't be here. Did he, he say just where? He walks away. I, yeah. No, he just kind of like, I, I, you're right. Uh, I shouldn't yeah, be out. here. And he just yeah. walks away. But you don't. we don't know where he went because I don't see him with the rest of the group by the time they get to the hilltop. That's true. Where did he you go? Know? So if he just pieced out to be on his own again, it's mm-hmm. like, this is, this is kind of what Morgan did before and... You know, hence, yeah, that's yeah. odd. I love Morgan's character, though. I mean, I love his duality of like how he has to be right and wrong, and like the cheesemaker, and like all life is precious, and uh-huh. he's not really feeling that no more. You know, uh-uh. he's wearing that dead boy's armor. You know what I mean? And like he's just full of rage again. You know, what was his uh, the saying before? Uh, all life is precious. Clear, clear. Yeah, I well, have to clear. Yeah, it's like a common. It's like a mixture of those mm-hmm. two, uh, of those two um, kind of mantras that he's got going on there. Where it's mm-hmm. like a, it's an internal battle that he's going on again. It's another battle that that Morgan's yeah. going through. Like, you know, he was for so long. Like, there's and it's funny that he was the one that was like, "There's got to be a different way. There's got to be another way." And Rick's like, "No, there is no way. Like, and we're yeah. under the thumb of mm-hmm. the saviors, and this is how it is." And then he's like, "No." Rick's like, "You know what? No, I found my balls again. We're gonna fight." This is how it's going to be. And Morgan's like, no, 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 no. And now Jesus yeah. is the one that's saying, no, no, no. What and, was the moment? And then? Morgan's kind of like, I think it was mm-hmm. when the kid got killed. And then he strangles Richard in front of the saviors. And he gives the same speech that yeah. Richard gave, which was, it's to show them that we know how to have uh, tragedy but still move on. What kid and does? No, which one? Uh, from the kingdom. The one whose d- oh, armor that he's yeah. wearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard set it all up. And that's when you see Morgan start to break knew that, back. About Morgan, but what was the, the moment for Rick, though? Was it the, oh. the gutting of... Um, it wasn't. What, what, what set Rick off? What, to, to come back? To, yeah, why did he come back? Again? Like, I can fight now again. It was like a mixture of things, right? Like, Well, it probably was... Uh, I don't. I'd have to go back and look at seven, season seven again. I don't have a. I don't have a finger. Where's on Michonne that one. at right now? Oh, she's still. She's back, back at, at Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. yeah, her and, and uh, I wonder Rosita. Like, her Rosita and uh, Carl stayed back. So they're all just basically like in real time. They're just hanging out, waiting to come back to set. Like they haven't been around for a couple episodes. Yeah, like almost first a month. One. Yeah. So I don't know how long it's been. That's why I said I don't know how long. I just the time jump we have. Man. I need need. Yeah. I need to see that scene. I need to see. What's I was going hoping on to see there, him you know? back again this episode. Just a little too. bit. Just yeah. give me a couple of lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm dying to know like the extent of his injury. I want to know how Father Gabriel is going to like process it. That I'm in the room with the guy that's the big bad. Uh-huh. And there's so much stuff going on now with like redemption and like, I mean, you got Jesus, you know, trying to do this and like Gabriel, like you know, basically, didn't he? He allowed Gregory to like to survive, right? Like. Yeah, you know, he he, he <coughs> saved Gregory, right? And then he Gregory did. took Gabriel's car. Yeah, and that's and Maggie references it. Poor She's like, "Where's Gabriel?" Too. He's like, "You know, you got your car." And, Gabriel, and it just shows Gregory's character. He's like, "I don't know who this is, who this uh, Gabriel person is." The car was just there. Like we know he he's is. a liar. Yeah. Like he knows exactly who Gabriel is. He's the one who came back for him. He took the car and he went back to the hilltop. But uh, you know, G- yeah, Gabriel, I think will always have that because of his background, because he was a priest, and because. He, you know, even though he's like, yeah, I know we have to fight mm-hmm. this group, there's still a part of him that's like, yeah, I, I'm gonna faced with a moral dilemma. He's like, I'm gonna ser- uh, side probably on the air of you know saving hu- you know, yeah. human life to some degree. You know, like yeah, they were they were battling out, but mm-hmm. it, it's case in point. He he saved Gregory in episode one, where he went back for him to try to 
get him to the card, it, it, it turned against them. Too. It turned yeah. against them turned when, against you know, Gregory's like, yeah, I'm a coward and I'm just going to run. Mm-hmm. Gregory is, um, without like without all the, um, without the brains, He Gregory is Eugene. You know, Gregory is, Pretty is, much, is yeah. Negan also. You know, mm-hmm. Gregory is totally one of those guys. And he, he doesn't know how to survive on his own. He's, he's, He's done exactly like Eugene. He's used he's used someone else to help him survive this long, and that's yeah. what Gregory's done. He, he we we found out last season he never killed a walker yet. Never killed a walker. He yeah. his, he has relied on he's everybody else. Inside the hilltop too. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he that I, was his spot beforehand too, I believe. Right? Like I don't know. He had he, something to do with the historical property. I remember them talking yeah. about when that one episode when uh, Sam Ox character comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that guy, man. Ugh. It's great though that you have a show like that where you have somebody that you just despise like that so much. Yeah, I mean, you always got to have that, you know. Uh-huh. And some shows don't have that per se, but you know, I I do find that that that's an entertaining part part of the show. But yeah, I I need Negan, man. I need him like every episode. You know, I need it. It gives like a little bit of a lightness to it because you're like. Gregory is such a douche Lightness canoe. And darkness, yeah, really. he's such a douche canoe that like you gotta mm-hmm. just laugh because you know and it, the whole like you know he's like ah I, I, you know cow he can be real heavy and mm-hmm. Gregory's like he, like flips him off and he's like yeah so you ate the girl's pancakes like, I don't eat the pancakes uh-huh. like and you almost giggle a little bit mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny to like laugh at like a show where there's like a lot of people like killing each other right but there's that moment of you know. You have to kind of laugh. What else can you do? I, you know? I find it, you know, it's great escapism rather than what's really going on in the news. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. poor church in Texas. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't, it, it, it's 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 sometimes like it's you know we love show we love this show so much and it's got like all these violent tendencies to it. But like I have never like wanted to like enact that in real life and like no. Even now, as this like stuff continues to happen on the news and like I mean we had Vegas like it was only like a show, like a month ago and now mm-hmm. we got this other one. I mean, guns are still at the forefront of it. You know, the, this guy apparently shouldn't have had the guns. Like, uh, the, the Air Force or something was supposed to blacklist him because of his problems. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, the way that the world's going right now, it's just like, oh, man, dude. Like, I'd rather live in The the Walking Dead sometimes because it's <laughs> like, it's terrible, man. Like, when I saw the news, I was just like, God damn it, man, again? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, like, you don't really <clears throat> see many people posting about it on social media. Like, it's weird how, like, people pick and choose like their right. tragedies that they they want to exploit yeah. yeah and it exploit. doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for for all this shit to shake out either like i know there's a lot of people who have all these conspiracy theories about the guy uh, yeah. in vegas and what really happened and you know i mean it's vegas there's cameras everywhere yeah. yet there's nothing been leaked uh to the public or the media as far as like how he got the guns up there and all this other stuff and you know, this I know people who are conspiracy theorists who are like, yeah, it was like a, a gun deal gone bad, and they framed him and they set him up as a patsy, and it was somebody else that did the shooting. I've and, seen stuff on the internet as yeah. far as a helicopter that's stealth that's above the crowd firing to other footage I've seen at the exterior location of Mandalay Bay, the hotel next to it. There's an actual shooter on the roof. It looks like, mm-hmm. but like, look, yeah. all these things you see are so far <coughs> away, and also right. too, like, you've been to Vegas before, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen the lights. The lights, the way they reflect off glass, like, it becomes, like, it's a mimic type of... You don't know where something's coming from, but, like, conspiracy theory, regardless, whatever it is, people are still dying from guns. Yeah. You know, it could have been somebody... It could have been an elite SEAL team. It could have been something else. Yeah. Whatever. People are still dying because of the guns. Yeah. I've always said it. You know what I mean? I get it. You know what I mean? It's, like, almost become, like, an endless dialogue now with people about it because they want their guns. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like I want, and you want, The Walking Dead. We want it on Sunday. People, you know, so I get I get that. I understand that, and I own that, you know? But, like, look, there's got to be some sort of limitations, you know what I mean? Especially for the for the next group of kids to come up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just insane, man. Like, And I think there's, it's fine if people have guns. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a right to bear arms, right? I totally get that. But it, there's got to be, like you said, there's got to be some type of limitation. Like, there's no rhyme or reason for this kid to just walk into a church and light people up. It just makes no sense. So, what's the motivation now? Like, I heard I it at first. It was his his mother in law. Now I hear it's his grandmother in law. Like, this didn't get along with like his the way that he was like she was a church goer. It's just terrible, man. I saw a thing this morning like, about the the guys that like stopped him and stuff like that. And it's just like, how do you ever ever get? back to life when something like that happens mm-hmm. like losing a, a son mm-hmm. a daughter 
like shit's not cool, man. You right. know, and like the way that the president like addresses these things, like when we had the incident happen on Halloween, he was fast to approach his um, opposition towards you know illegal immigrants coming into America. But when there's these gun things, like he always let's not talk about that issue right now. Let's let's focus on the people who have lost their lives. Like great, but dude, it keeps happening, mm-hmm. and it's happened not only on Trump's watch. It's happened. I mean, at least Obama. Like I think I remember him coming out once and being like, nah. Like, this shit ain't cool. Yeah. We need to fix something. You know what I mean? But, like, I just, I, I feel like it's going to get worse, man, as we get uh-huh. older. Yeah. Like, this will become something that's almost, like, daily in a way. hmm You know? Well, I think it is daily to some degree. It's, you know, it's the um, the larger scale, you know, uh, fatalities that mm-hmm. uh, have the light shown on them, you know, but... Uh, yeah, why? Why is that? Like, like, look, I'm not trying to, like, pin anybody No, I, I mean, it's kind of like... feeling it. Well, it's the same thing with, like, car accidents, you know? Car mm. accidents happen all the time, all day, every day. There's, like, ridiculous amount of statistics for how many car accidents actually occur per day, but ones that are more uh, over-the-top dr- uh, dramatic or have a fatality, you hear about those in the news, like... You know, you hear about, like, a plane crashing and stuff like that. Like, that happens less frequently than a car accident does. Mm-hmm. But people are terrified to get on a plane and fly for fear that it's going to crash. Like, it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. It really does not happen that often. It's the car crashes that, you know, it just it just gets exploited. And, and, you know, you turn on the news and it's just one tragic story after the next. But at the very end of the news cycle, there will be one feel-good story. And so you'll tune in again tomorrow. Yeah. Like we've just made it to the the six fifty five mark of the ABC News. Yeah. Let's give you something to you know? And yeah. like look And I, I would like it if there was more feel good stories peppered in there. I know. Or like a whole news hour of just nothing but feel good stories. You only see those like on Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know? It's mm-hmm. like But the the reality is is every day there's tragic shit that occurs that you know just makes you think about where where we're going and what's going it's, on. It's scary. I mean like some people might they may argue like maybe this is a byproduct of like you know shows like The Walking Dead or whatever like I don't like The Matrix was blamed Marilyn Manson was blamed although I really don't agree with what Marilyn Manson just did apparently he came back on tour the other night and he's in a wheelchair because a stage prop fell on him about a month ago he broke his leg hmm. so he comes on stage with the semi-automatic rifle and is mimicking shooting people in the crowd oh, like dude Christ. really man yeah. like you you know like I've always supported freedom of speech <clears throat> but like shit like that dude come on man yeah. that's in bad taste yeah. you know what I mean Especially, like, with the, you know, what happened at the Eagles of Death Metal concert, what happened in Vegas. It just sucks, man, because it's like, look, I really love live music. I love concerts, but it, I, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, even the Ariana Grande concert, too. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not even it's not even just here in the U.S. It's, Everywhere it's worldwide. It's spread. Point, and the trucks, man, the trucks, that scares the shit out of me, too, because it's like, how do you, you know what I mean? You don't even see that coming. You yeah. know, it's a second, and all of a sudden, like, you're hit. You know what I mean? Like... That's the real terror that we live in now is the like the uncertainty of the unknown yeah. and how quickly humans can turn to violence against each other. You yep. Know? Yep. But yeah. It's unfortunate and it's unfortunate that it continues to happen and it's just like I just don't see it ever like you know, like politics in general, man, like you know, one thing I learned about the the pocket dial thing that I was doing with the, like, you know, the pocket dial political rally and stuff like that is like Anybody can be a politician because it really it's just a bunch of bullshit, really. Like, mm-hmm. you're bullshitting people the whole time. Like, you're mm-hmm. not being real. You know what I mean? Maybe some people were real, but, like, where is that, like, our generation? Like, if we were going to elect somebody to, into a, uh, an office, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Michael Myers, like he, or, you know, uh, Mike Myers decides, you know, I want to run for president or something like that. Or Dana Carvey, you know what I mean? Like, somebody from the 90s. Would they actually represent us, or would they also become somebody, you know, like that's, you know, like like Al Franken? He became a politician, and he's still trying to get to the bottom of, uh, like, what's going on, like, with that one scandal. It's 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 mind-bending, really, because, mm-hmm. like, it's like, what's more bullshit, The Walking Dead or American government law? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just an excuse to say that one thing, you know, uh, a form of art. Uh, is a reason for someone to do something. Yeah, it's just, just an excuse. You remember '99 when that all went down, like uh-huh. with Columbine, like yeah, they were Matrix, blaming Marilyn Manson, the clothes, and, Manson, yeah. mm-hmm. and like it was all his fault, his lyrics and stuff. And it goes back even before that. A lot of people blamed Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne for a lot of shit that yeah. the teenage uh, kids did with angst and stuff. And um, it, it just goes to show that you don't know what motiva- motivation in different people is mm-hmm. determined upon so many different things. Yep. 
I mean, one bad day could happen, or it could be genetic, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, unless we have like a like a thought police or like a minority report <clears throat> types future where we can predict evil, which is even so like crazy in nineteen eighty four style. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, I mean, I hope things get better. Yeah, I, I I like to believe that it would. You know, you just you kind of you start at home. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. You start at home and you do what you can to just individually just put good things out into the world and good energy out there and try not to get try not to be the cog in the wheel of negativity or the cog in the wheel of like adding to the the problems that the world has you know just do little things like whether it's holding the door for somebody or you know you're you're in a line in a store and someone's like oh i'm sure this Mm -hmm. buying that for them you know whatever it is something something little that just puts a small Mm -hmm. a a smile on someone's face like Mm -hmm. goes you know, kind of like paying it forward mentality. Yeah. You know, just paying it forward. I never saw that movie. I it's amazing. It. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Kevin Spacey's in it, right? Yeah, Kevin Spacey's in it. Uh, you watch uh, House of Cards? No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about it. I know he did some bad shit, but man, I love that show. And now they canceled it? Like, I'll never know what happens to Frank Underwood. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. Imagine it happened it. to Rick Grimes. Yeah. The show's over. Yep, done. Well, Rick's written out. Yeah, but we can't tell you what happened to Rick. Like, ah, uh. <laughs> predictions for uh, Walking Dead before we have to wrap up. <clears throat> I'm curious. Uh, we've it was only touched upon a, a little bit, but uh, we've seen it from the beginning of this season. Rick taking Polaroids. Yeah, what's he taking pictures for? I don't know, but Good he was point. writing a letter. He was writing a letter right before the kid came out from behind the tree and popped off a couple shots at him and Daryl. You see him actually writing a letter, folding it up, and putting it with the Polaroids, and then the kid comes out from behind the tree shooting at them. So I don't know if it's Mystery a letter box. to Negan, or I don't know. I'm, cur- I'm very well, curious Negan, as to what it is. They were using Polaroids for Negan's work, remember? In the, yeah. So that's what I thought of, but there was none of that. Plus, that's a mystery box we mm-hmm. don't know. We also don't know why he was crying in episode one. Yeah. And the reflection of the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe that, and, and plus we still, there's no more imagery of old man Rick. Right, <clears throat> which I think could have just been isolated to episode one, just his mm-hmm. vision of the future, what the future looks like, what what tomorrow looks like, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, he he had said that to Maggie, like I've been thinking about tomorrow a lot. She's like, you think about that? He's like, yeah. So, and they referenced it last season about what tomorrow looks like yeah. and what their idea of it was was everybody sitting around the table and and having dinner and but yeah. a lot of the characters around that dinner table are dead, you know, so. <clears throat> there's a lot of people dead man and when he was telling Morales like you know yeah. Lori, Shane you know mm-hmm. they're all dead you know and like that's I'm kinda... surprised he didn't bring up Dale instead of all the people that he listed yeah. he's you know uh, Andrea and Shane and mm-hmm. Glenn he doesn't mention Dale at all but I guess it was yeah. you know probably just top of mind I wonder you know? how that scene would have played out too if Daryl didn't show because I kept waiting for Rick to like wait for a moment of Morales to like drop his like and then know? battle yeah, yeah. you yeah. know like yeah, Rick would have to kill him yeah, but the Polaroids. I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot about that. Yeah. What was he taking pictures of? The, the I think the, it was just the um, carnage. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the destruction. Because he took a he took some at the sanctuary after the RV blew up. He took a couple pictures there, and then it just looks like he was randomly taking photos mm-hmm. uh, of their uh, destruction of the outpost once yeah. everybody was uh, killed or taken away as a prisoner of war. You know, it was uh, here's the aftermath of of what we've done. Here's our victory. Maybe it's just like a record keeping. I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, I think it was almost like a thumb in the eye of Negan, though. Like, hey, I'm, you took pictures of my dead friends because uh, you know Daryl knows that they did that because they gave him the photo of Glenn. Daryl knows, yeah. You know? Daryl probably said something to him. Could have been. Speaking of Daryl, did you watch Ride? Uh, I didn't watch uh, the first episode. I actually watched last night's episode with Dave Chappelle. It was pretty. Oh, that good. was on. Oh, I must have watched. So what they did is they premiered season two on Sunday night after The Talking Dead, and oh. then it it's normal time is Monday nights. At oh, nine, Dave Chappelle was last night. Last night, oh, I got to see that yeah. one. Yeah, I so. saw the one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I, yeah. I only got a chance to watch the first fifteen. Did you see? You I saw? didn't see the whole thing. I just saw parts of it. You saw when they got Spain, attacked, though. No, <laughs> you can see where the no. the crowd's going after them. No, uh, it's a it's a really weird show. It's yeah. scripted. I didn't realize how scripted it is. Like they're they're sitting at a table and they're like yeah they talk. Dark. Yeah, but it's not like normal talk. It's like you know they they oh, planned no. it out. Oh, yeah, really? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, we're gonna get going now, bro. It's you know like okay. Yeah. 
But I mean, I, I definitely check out Chappelle. You saw both Chappelle uh, specials on Netflix, right? I haven't not yet. No. Uh, you're no. a fan, though, right? I am. I am. I am. Yeah. First just... one's really good. I can't really remember much of the second per se, but the first one I remember like rolling over laughing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. I'm happy he's back. You know? Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of the underdog. Yeah, I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah. You know, I, I watch. I was living in Los Angeles when that show came out, so I never got a chance to watch it in real time. I caught up with it later. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like. So funny, you know what I mean? But like the stuff he's doing now, like his his uh, his comedy's just off the hook, dude. Speaking of which, do you watch uh, Saturday Night Live? Uh, not David? really. No, dude, no, he he really like I watched. I, I stayed up to, long enough to watch the opening monologue, and I passed out. He he offended so many people, man. Really? Like, yeah, like he was talking about all the people, like <laughs> Harvey Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, okay. in the monologue. He was talking about Harvey Weinstein being um, a Jew, like himself. Yeah, and then he like spun it. Into like him checking out like other women, and then like he said something like, "If I was, I wonder if I'd still be checking out women during the Holocaust while waiting in line for like you know the cookers or whatever." And like, dude, like I, I was in, I, I could hear the room like gasp, yeah. and like, man, dude, when you offend, like you know, huh. like, like when uh, when Kramer did it, it had that like type of element, you know, like wow. the room was just like, oh my god, Larry David, why did you do that? And you could tell, like, the way he was delivering the punchlines, too, were, yeah. like, very, like, he was awkwardly, like, doing it. And I was yeah. just like, oh, man, huh. dude, like, but. Now, the last time I watched it was actually when Dave Chappelle was on and Tribe yeah. Call Quest was Tribe on. was awesome. That That's day. why I watched it, because mm-hmm. they were going to be on. I was like, oh, it's a bonus that Dave Chappelle's on it, too, but I really wanted to just watch it for uh, Tribe. Gave me goosebumps when they dropped the Fife Yeah, poster. I know, and then his part came up in that. Uh, did, you, did you listen to that album? Yeah, it was amazing. I love that. I album. have it. Me too. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's great. A lot of people didn't like it. No, um, I thought it was great. I, I thought that it had lots of great, like you know, uh, mo- that I thought the beats were sick. Mm-hmm. You know, and plus we the people. I mean, that just sucks that Fife died at the end of that. You yeah, know, his diabetes got the best of uh-huh. him and stuff like that. But um, you saw that documentary that Michael Rappaport did about them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The they beats, went to a, beats beats travel run, live. Yeah, it was, it was like named that. after one of their albums. Yeah. Right? yeah. Totally sad, you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm glad that, you know, they were able to get that out. And they still do shows time to time. Yeah. I'd love this. I never got a chance to see them, you? No. No, I never did. Um, I know they were here years ago, I think in the they 90s, were, but I never got a chance to They did like a halftime show, I think. Remember the White Album, the Love Album? Remember that? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. That was their last show, I think, was the uh, Eagles halftime show. Mm-hmm. Back when the Eagles sucked. Now the Eagles are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um you're not going to be here next week going to Mexico, right? Going to Mexico So Friday, we'll miss you next so week. Next... Be back here. We'll do a twofer. We'll do a twofer. And, uh, you know, I apologize again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what I think of Stranger Things. <laughs> I, I couldn't get <laughs> well, to hopefully it. hopefully by the time <sighs> I'm back, you Within can watch that time, the last I will. two episodes. I will. A lot of people are like, aren't you, like, pining for it? I'm like, I, I like to, like, take my time. I don't want the internet to influence me with my decisions of when I watch something. <laughs> I can't I can't binge watch no more, man. Yeah. Like, I used to. If I'm sick, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll binge, but, mm-hmm. like... I, I can't do it no more. It feels like it, it feels like being like a entertainment glutton, like putting <laughs> too much in, you know. Yeah. Any closing thoughts for the podcast audience? Uh no, I'm gonna miss you next week. Yeah, so we'll catch up in two weeks and uh, we'll lay it all out there, and hopefully we'll have a resolution. Maybe Negan will be back by then, Ugh, and uh, we can find out what happened with him and Gabriel. And before you know it, it'll be the mid-season uh, break, and then we'll be lost and then for we'll a be month. Lost, yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of Bobcast with you as always. Is Bob.